started. All right, hello and welcome to the 2021 Agency Growth Plan. Um, I am super excited about what we're going to be doing today. Um, I want to start by wishing you a very happy new year. I hope you had an amazing holiday break um, and you're ready. You're ready to hit the ground running in 2021 and really accelerate the growth of your agency, really you know, knock your goals out of the park and really take things to the next level. So without further ado, let me just kind of unpack the, the agenda for today um, and make sure we're all on the same page in terms of what we want to accomplish in this session during the time that we have allotted. So the first thing I really want to make sure is that if you don't get anything else out of today's session, you will 100% be completely clear on your goals and targets for 2021. Really clear. Okay, here's where we're going to be by the end of the year. And then provide you with a goal setting and achievement framework. Um, something that you can say, okay, not only do I have a goal and a target, but I've got a framework that's going to help me actually do the work, keep myself accountable, and actually accomplish these goals that I'm setting for, my, for myself. Right? I did a video earlier. I talked about what I feel is the most powerful muscle you can develop, uh, develop in your business and for your own success. And that's the power of, of manifestation. That's the ability to set a goal, set an intention, and actually do the work, hold yourself accountable, and, and accomplish the end result. Um, I'm going to give you the ability to break your goals down, not just by year, but by shorter increments of time, which are quarters and months. And we're going we're to have this mapped out very, very clearly. Um, and there's, there's power in clarity. There's power in, in really knowing what you're planning to accomplish. Uh, and then we're going to get into KPIs, the key performance indicators, the things that you want to track that will help you really identify, okay, if that's the goal and that's where we're going to be by the end of the year, um, then what are the, what are the performance indicators? What do I need to measure to help make sure that I'm doing the necessary activity to hit those targets and those milestones that I've set for myself? Then we're going to audit your business and kind of identify any of the current gaps, right? I, I feel like your model is mission critical. Um, you can set great goals and great targets. You can even have a great plan, but if you've got a broken model and you're selling the wrong thing in the wrong way, that's not scalable, well, then it's not going to happen for you anyway. So we're going to spend some time really auditing your, your business model. Make sure that you're, you've got a foundation that's built to, to win, that's built to, to succeed. And I'm going to give you a plan that if followed will help to accelerate your agency to over a million dollars in annual revenue over the next 12 to 24 months. So a lot to cover, a big promise. Um, if this sounds good to you, if you feel like this is going to be a great use of your time, if this is what you're here for today, just give me a one in chat. That way I can make sure I'm talking your language. We're on the same page. Lots of ones. Okay, fantastic. Beautiful, beautiful. I will make sure that this is an excellent use of your time and I'll give you 110% of my energy and my, my best ideas. So before we dive in, I, I really feel like digital marketing agencies are kind of somewhere in this hierarchy, the, the stages of agency success, um, from startup to stability to scale all the way through to significance. Um, and, you know, startup is that place where you've just decided I'm going to run an agency, right? It's like, okay, this is an exciting time in your business. Here's, I'm going to run a business. I'm going to create some revenue. I'm going to create some freedom. Um, but it's also a pretty stressful and hectic time because 
let's face it, when you just start up, there's not a lot of revenue coming in. Um, and so you, you're doing it all yourself, right? And you're probably pretty stressed out. It's exciting, but it's also very stressful. None of us want to be in that startup phase for, for very long. Um, exciting time. Again, how many of you guys are kind of in that startup phase? Just put startup into the chat. That way, I, you know, I can kind of get a, get a feel for you and kind of who we've got with us today. Um, kind of in that startup, less than $10,000 per month. Okay. Awesome. We've got a lot of you guys in startup. Okay. Fantastic. You're in the great place. We're going to help really map out a solid plan for you today to get out of startup as quickly as, as possible. Okay. The, the next phase is stability, right? Stability is kind of between $10,000 and $30,000. Okay. That's in monthly recurring revenue. Um, stability is, I mean, like, it's not a lot of fun because you're, you're making enough money to, to pay the bills, maybe to kind of keep your keep yourself running, but you're not in abundance at that point, right? You're doing most of the work yourself. You're probably working extremely hard. You're selling the clients. You're delivering the results. You're trying to retain the clients, um, but at least at least you're like out of a job. Um, there's some big shifts that have to go from startup even to stability, kind of that ten to thirty thousand dollars per month. See, some of us are in stability right now, Shannon. Um, let's see, Carl, Nick. Awesome. Thanks for chatting along with me, guys. The next phase, uh, and this is really, I think, where things start to get exciting is the scale phase. So scale phase is where you're at 40,000 to 70,000 in monthly recurring. Um, at this phase in your business, you start to get enough money to, uh, to put systems, procedures, and team in place. So you don't have to do it necessarily all yourself. Um, our mission here at Seven Figure Agency is to help as many of you guys get from stability to scale as quickly as possible and ultimately from scale to significance. How many of us are in, are in, the, in the scale phase in our business? Jeff says stability is not so stable, right? It can be a little bit tough. Aviation said stability, stormy night, awesome. Um, Andrew, heart, scale, Andy is scale. Stability, scale, are we kind of like right in between those two? Awesome. Good. I appreciate this. It gives me a sense of kind of where you guys are at. Make sure that I can craft this as well as possible for you guys. Alex, is it scale? Mark, is it scale? And really the, the next destination and really where I think life and business changes is when you go to significance, right? And significance is a million dollar business, a seven figure digital marketing agency. And I don't call it significance because you're making a ton of money. I've just found that your life and options change at seven figures because you've got enough money coming into the business to pay for all your lifestyle needs, to take care of, you know, the things you want to be able to do, right? To, to buy the nicer car, to live in the nicer house, to put the kids in the nicer school, if that's something that you're after. Um, but it also gives you the ability to start to develop some freedom into your life and into your business because you have enough financial resources to now reinvest into your team, reinvest into systems and procedures. Um, and, and you know, my mission at Seven Figure Agency is to help 100 digital marketing agencies go to seven figures or significance over the next five years. Um, so any of us on the, on the line today at, at the significance phase, again, you know, exciting destination, really where I think every one of you guys on today's call have the, the potential and the ability to get to that place within your business. Dorn is almost there. Raul and Innovate, InnoServe is there. Awesome. Glad to have you guys with us. Um, glad to have you guys track, tracking along. And so good. This is like, these are the stages, right? And what's funny is 
a lot of things within you personally, within the way that you operate, have to change to go from startup to stability and from stability to scale. There's a great book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And it applies just as aptly to, to this concept of growing our, our digital marketing agencies. The skills that get you to, to 30,000 a month in recurring aren't necessarily the same skills that are gonna get you to, to 50, 60, $80,000 and beyond. So these are the stages. We wanna move you through these stages as quickly and efficiently as possible. Um, Sue says, we've been at seven figures, but have kind of fallen um, ready, to, ready to go above that back in 2020. Okay, so I've got a great workbook that I want you guys to, to access. Again, we've put the link in a couple of times. It's uh, sevenfigureagents.com slash 2021 workbook. Much easier if you just click the link that my team has just put in on, on chat. Um, don't, don't like get distracted and open this up and start, pla I'll, I'll tell you when we're gonna be getting into it. I just wanna make sure you guys all have this so we can be quick to, to make the transition from theory to, to workshopping and, and really getting things done. So give me a, a yes or a one in comments if you've got the workbook now, we should all have the workbook. Awesome, perfect. So here's, here's a quote to kick off today's session. Dave Kunstick, great to have you with us. If you don't know where you're going, you'll end up someplace else by Yogi Berra, right? That's, that's kind of the essence of what we're doing today on today's session. Right? If we fail to plan, then we're planning to fail. And so if that's the case, the, the opposite of that is, if you do know where you're going and you build a plan to get there, you can, you can control the, the, the destination. Right? You can actually plot the course and accomplish that outcome. And so that's what we're going to be working on today over the next, uh, next hour and 45 minutes or so. So here's the challenge as I see it. You know, we're entering 2021. Um, we've had all of the, the issues that have happened in 2020 with COVID-19, the economy sh being shut down, certain verticals having massive disruption. Um, but then on top of that, the internet marketing space is constantly changing with the Google algorithm changing and what's happening with Facebook ads and Facebook accounts getting shut down. Um, there's lots of, lots of challenges. And I don't know about you, but I love to take the, you know, that, that couple weeks between the end of December and the beginning of January to, to un, like just unplug for a little bit, relax, spend time with the family, um, not do a lot of work. But I think what tends to happen is when we do get back, right, and it's January 5th today, it's already Tuesday, we're well into, well into the new year, kind of kicking things off. A lot of times, because we took that time off, we're out of sorts, right? We're like, man, what was I working on? What are my priorities right now? Like, what are the things that I need to get done? And there's sometimes a backlog of customers, prospects, clients, team members reaching out with things they need, questions they have. Give me a one in comments. If sometimes, especially at this time of the year, feel a little bit out of control. You're like, man, I've got so much to do, but I'm a little unclear what I should be focused on. Yeah. Got some ones coming in. Thank you guys. If we can keep this interactive, I'll, I'll really, really uh, appreciate it. This is, this is perfect. The other problem I see is we kind of like 
enter a new year is shiny object syndrome tends to set in, right? All of the marketers that are out there that want to sell us their new shiny course or their new shiny you know, service offering or their new shiny way of doing things. Um, as entrepreneurs, we get distracted easily, right? And it's like, oh, there's some new thing I can do to get my clients better results. So there's some new thing I can do to, you know, to go land more clients and some new funnel that I can set up. Um, and we, we wind up chasing shiny objects and kind of getting distracted and losing, losing sight of our big goal and our big plan that we've set out for ourselves. Uh, my Corso says, spot on. Danny says, guilty. Me too, guys, right? And that's why it's so important that we have a, a plan. And oftentimes, we're, we're just kind of hopeful about the new year, right? We enter the year we think about last year, like, what did we do? What, what did we accomplish? What did we go within our business? Um, and we think, you know, next year, 2021, I hope it's better, right? I hope I, I hope I can grow. I hope I can scale. I hope I can think, figure things out. How many of you guys have either this year or in the past kind of ended the year hopeful? Any hopefuls give me a one? Yeah, okay, no doubt. And I'm, I'm sure you've heard this, but the reality is that hope is not a strategy, right? We don't want to be hopeful. We want to be confident. We want to have a plan that we're executing on. And you know what? When we're hopeful, it could go either way, right? Maybe we get lucky and some clients land and some growth happens, uh, but maybe we wind up going backwards. Maybe we wind up, you know, kind of stuck where we're at. And here's the real deal. If we don't take control of 2021, if we don't put the blinders on and say, no, I'm not going after that shiny object. If we don't shift from just being hopeful to actually building a strategy, reality, reality situation is you're going to wind up at the end of 2021 in about the same place that you are right now at the beginning of 2021. And I don't want that for any of you guys. I want you to see momentum. I want you to see growth. So here's the opportunity. Here's what we're going to unpack this afternoon. Here's what we're going to be working on today. Um, and really the opportunity as I see it is to take the driver's seat, right? Instead of just being out of control and okay, it's a new year. Let's see where, let's see what, what happens. We're going to take control. We're going to say, okay, this is where we're going in our agency. These are the goals. We're going to be like Babe Ruth, right? We're going to say that's, I'm about to hit a home run, right? We're going to take the driver's seat. We're going to say, here's what we're going to accomplish. And we're going to create a pathway for profit. So as opposed to, let's, let's kind of see where it goes. Let's let whatever you know, shiny objects get in front of us, like kind of take us off track. We're going to set a plan in place today to say, okay, here's where we're going here are the things we're going to do, the fundamental things we're going to do daily, weekly, monthly to hit our desired outcomes. And we're going to put it on, we're going to put it on tracks. We're going to put it on rails. The analogy I like to think of when I look at my plan for the new year is, you know, if you're going to go from Miami to Orlando, I'm in Miami and Orlando for my kids is something we visit several times a year. You know, you can plug it into your GPS and you could start to drive, but you have to do all kinds of decisions, right? You got to, you know, get on the I-95 and you got to get off in certain exits and you got to like be paying close attention. You got to make lots of decisions. The alternative is if they put a speed track out for us from Miami to Orlando, then we could just get on the train 
and we could let the tracks take us where we want to go. I find if you spend a little bit of time at the beginning of the year, like we are doing today, you can make the tough decisions in advance. You can decide like, what are the activities I'm going to do to keep my, my calendar full? What are the, you know, the events that I'm going to participate in that are going to help position me as the expert? What webinars will I run that will help me fill my, my funnel and to help position me as the go-to expert within my niche, right? We're going to lay down some tracks and kind of think this through in advance. That way we can, we can step into the year certain. Yes, I'm not hopeful, but I'm certain. Here's where I'm going. Here's the plan. And I'm going to shift and pivot as I need to, but I'm going to follow the plan that I've set out for myself. And I, th I really think if we can build this plan and we can stick to it, we can crush the year. So I'd love to hear from you guys. We've got a, a great group. It looks like about 150 or so of us on with this live. You know, why do you want to make sure that you build your plan for 2021? Why is this important for you? Why have you carved out this time? I just want you to, a couple of you pop this into chat, kind of track along with me. Let me know, like, why is this so important? Why is this mission critical for you right now? Stability, ability to achieve, my family's counting on me, need a sustainable future, Jamie says freedom, have an exit plan. Lots coming in. Great job. I appreciate this, guys. Up oh, faster than I can keep up with. Need freedom, good start to future efforts, need to increase my chances of success. Awesome. Shannon, want to grow so I can eventually sell. I want, to, I want to win. Awesome. Perfect. Great. I appreciate you guys sharing with me kind of why this is important, why building this plan is important. Jeff says, fun. Stop the slug fest. Make it fun in 2021. I, I love that. So I want to unpack five key principles, and we're going to dive uh, right, into the, right into the planning process. So the first important key as I think about our plan for 2021 and kind of mapping out this plan is that success is goals all else is commentary. I've got a picture of, um, the, you know, the, the man that, that made this quote. He's got the, the ultimate goal setting program, um, Brian Tracy. And in that program, this is one of the quotes that he says that really resonates with me is, you know, we, we get busy keeping up with clients, keeping up with family, trying to do the work, trying to prospect, trying to do all the things we need to do. And to the extent we're not clear on a goal and keeping that goal front and center for ourselves, we get stuck in commentary. And that's where this feeling of you know, helplessness comes in place. That's where this sense of um, you know, what's the next shiny object I should, I should be going after comes into place. So we really want, as we think about 2021, commit to a goal, get it written down, get it into a mechanism where we can clearly track it and measure it and hold ourselves accountable to it on a consistent basis. That way we're focused on the goal and not commentary. Number two is that our cash flow follows our calendar. Cash flow follows your calendar. If we look back on 2021 or look on, back on 2020 and we look at your calendar and where your time was spent, that will be the story of where you're at right now entering 2021, right? If you were spending your time chasing shiny objects, maybe doing just fulfillment work for the clients that you have, um, you probably either where you were when you started last year, you're kind of 
flat or negative. If you were spending your time prospecting, conducting strategy sessions with prospects, putting teams and systems in place to help land new opportunities, innovating, then the chances are you've got a, a swell of momentum behind you. And so knowing that, what we need to do is we have to control our calendar. We have to carve out the time for the key things that are going to move ourselves forward in our business. Uh, number three is we want to think once. I talked about the analogy of you know, getting on the freeway to Orlando and making all these decisions um, where the better play, the better strategy is to do this thought work in advance, right? Get clear, okay, what are the key activities that I need to do daily, weekly, monthly, and then block those into the calendar. Decide what the topics for the webinars are. Just decide what the events that we're gonna participate in are. Put them in the calendar so we're not making decisions throughout the year, but we're making decisions in advance right now while we're clear, while we're focused. So all we have to do then is go out and execute. We want to milestone the money-making activities. But if we look at 2021 and all the things we want to do from you know, personal, you know, taking time to travel, taking time to do fun things, to business, right? Prospecting, webinars, events, promotional strategies. There's lots of things that can fill our day, that can fill our calendar. We want to milestone the things that are actually going to have the biggest impact. We want to block them into our calendars in advance. And once those are blocked, then let the rest of the stuff fill in. And then we want to do a stress test. So we're going to map this out at, at a high level on today's session. Um, but really what I want to encourage you to do is as you map out your calendar, you look at 2021, you look at the key things you're going to do monthly, the key things you're going to do weekly, then like pause for a minute and say, okay, well, if if I do this, first of all, is it going to get me to my goal, right? Whatever that goal is. My goal is to go to you know, 5 million this year in our agency. If that's the goal, if I do this stuff, will I get there? Yes or no, right? Ideally, it should be yes. Otherwise, there's something missing from the plan. But secondarily to that is, like, will I feel like freaking out if I actually did all of that stuff, right? Because... Sometimes we fill our calendar and it's just so much and there's so many activities we've committed ourselves to, there's no way we can, we can do it. And so we want to make sure like we, we plan this out in advance, we kind of put it out onto a, onto a schedule and then we, we kind of stress test it a little bit. That way you can say, yes, I feel good about this. I can tell you about two years ago, I mapped out a plan and I was doing, you know, speaking every single month at a different industry association meeting. I was running webinars every month. I was doing interviews once a week. And I started to look at all of my key activities and kind of how my schedule was filling up. I just, I, I, I met with my wife and I was just stressed out. I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure this will help me hit my goal, but I won't feel good about it. I'll feel like really stressed. And um, we, we scaled it back, right? And so you want to be cognizant of that. Because the last thing you want to do is put too much on yourself where there's no way to keep up with it all. And number six is once you've got this dialed in, you've done the stress test, you want to put blinders on and work the plan. So decide not to go buy, you know, that next new, um, you know, special digital marketing thing to not go and test out that new strategy, but just to focus on what you've decided, at least for 2021, focus on what you already know you need to do, focus on what you already know you need to implement 
and go out and make it happen. So these are the six keys before we dive into the planning process. I would love to hear from you guys. What were some of the key insights? Kind of as I talked through those, those six keys, what stood out to you? You know, what, like, what resonated that you think you can bring into your planning here for 2021? Focus. We need to think about the daily activities. Love it. Stress test is pretty interesting, says Marco. Putting the blinders on, right? And not getting distracted by all of those new things. Robert says stress test is something I need to, to think about more. Andrew Hart says the urgent versus the important. Absolutely. Griffin says goals equal success. My calendar follows my income. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you guys for, for sharing. Okay. So, so let's, let's dive in, right? Before we can build the plan, I want to make sure we've got a, a solid foundation, a solid model to build on. And so I'm going to unpack seven-figure agency model fundamentals, kind of that, that model that we've seen helped accelerate our agency to seven figures and beyond, helped take over 37 of our members to seven figures and beyond. Um, so I want to unpack this model for you and make sure that it's really clear in your mind. Because if you have the wrong model, you can be hustling. You can be doing all of the hard work and still fail to succeed, right? That's what happened to me in my first company, my first web design and hosting company. I was building websites for $1,000 one time, and I was charging a $50 a month hosting fee, hoping that someday that would snowball into a, a large number. Um, and what I, what I experienced was I was working 60 hours a week. I was hustling, but I never had enough money to pay myself, right? And I had to shut that business down. And I had to move on wasn't because I wasn't trying, right? It wasn't because I wasn't putting the effort. It was because I didn't have the right model. So I, I've gone deep on this in other sessions. I'm not going to spend hours here, but I do want to make sure we kind of refresh on the key elements of the seven-figure agency model. Give me, just give me a thumbs up or a, give me a one in comments if this is, you feel like that would be a good use of this time, just to spend a couple minutes unpacking the seven-figure agency model. Awesome. So even guys that are part of the program that have like been through this, they get it, still want to hear because it it's good to rethink it through, right? Awesome. So the main thing, the main thing we want in it is an agency that can scale, right? An agency that can scale that provides three key things: provides money, right? It provides the financial income that we need to pay the bills, to buy the nice stuff, to do all the things that we want to be able to do, right? It provides money, provides freedom, right? Most of us started our businesses, not just to make a lot of money, but so we could be free, so we could be the boss, so that we could decide when we traveled, so we wouldn't have to be tethered to a job nine to five. Put freedom, if like one of the main reasons you started this agency was, was freedom, and it wasn't, you know, just about the money. Some freedoms, freedoms coming in and, and impact, right? The third key thing that we want our business to provide is impact, not just money, not just freedom and being able to, you know, take the time off and stuff, but to feel like what we're doing matters, that we're helping the clients that we serve. We're getting them a great return on investment, that we're investing in a team and helping that team grow and that we're impacting our local economy. We're impacting the clients we serve and the clients that they serve. Right, so that, those are the three things we want within our business, and and what I found is there's really only three things you have to dial in within your business to make that a reality. The first is you have to have a strategy 
to land clients on a consistent basis, right? And what I found is if you've got a strategy to land clients and get clients coming in on a consistent basis in the right way, that takes care of the money problem, right? You'll have the money to pay the bills, to pay the team, to, to do the things that you want to do. The second thing is you have to deliver results, right? You have to have the goods, right? You can't just sell digital marketing in a vacuum and be like, oh, I'm going to go, you know, tell a lot of people I'm going to help them generate better results online. You have to actually deliver the results and get your clients a tangible, measurable return on investment. But you also have to do it in a scalable way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that a little bit. And the third is you have to retain long-term, right? We can't just land clients and then lose clients. We can't just, you know, take one step forward, one step back. We have to have systems and procedures to keep the clients with us long-term, right? And I find that when you've got that part dialed in, um, it, it starts to create the impact, right? Because if the clients are staying, it's because you are making them win, right? And if they're winning, then you're having an impact on the clients you serve and you're developing a team and that team is growing and they're developing their careers as a function of your business and what you're bringing to the table. So I think there's three key projects along each of these. So within land clients, first of all, you have to fill your funnel, right? You have to have new prospects coming in on a consistent basis, raising their hand, expressing interest in your services. The second thing is you have to develop authority, right? What you want to be is the expert in your type of business, right? You want to be the expert. So people don't just like get a random email from you and think, okay, I'll give this person a shot, but they've been exposed to your value. They believe that you're the expert. They're willing to pay a premium price to do business with you. And you have to develop sales mastery, right? You have to be good at being able to take a potential prospect through a consultative sales process to get them you know, clear on like what you can bring to the table, to get them clear on how you can help and to get them excited about hiring your services, right? If you can fill the funnel, build your authority and have a great sales process, you will land clients on a consistent basis and you'll be able to you know, write your own check. Really, you'll be able to make as much money as you want and be able to um, ultimately you know, have that financial abundance that we're, we're all after. From there, like we have to deliver results, right? If all you do is sell, but you can't deliver the goods, you're not going to feel good about that. And not, no one's going to stick around with you long-term. So as it relates to delivering results, what we have to make sure is we choose our model, right? Again, we're going to talk about the model, and this is kind of where we're headed next. But, you know, you can choose a model of failure, which is one-time projects, um, low monthly, monthly fees, or you can choose a model where you're in one particular vertical and you're charging monthly recurring fees and you're, um, and you're growing on a consistent basis. The second thing is we have to package and systematize, right? As it relates to delivering results, you don't want to be customizing everything for every client that you work with. You want to package it in a way that's like, okay, here's what we do. Here's a proven result we believe we can get on a consistent basis. Um, because when you package it, you can systematize it and you can go out and sell that same thing on a very consistent basis. And when it's systematized, you can put teams in place, both virtual and local to come and facilitate that for you. And of course, the third is to develop the team, right? I don't want any of you guys to go out and build a seven figure agency on your own back, right? Because if you're the only one involved in selling the clients, delivering the results, trying to retain the clients, 
you're going to burn out, right? And that will not give you the freedom that you're after. But if you, if you choose the right model, if you package it in a very professional and systematized way, and you put a team in place to help facilitate, that's where the freedom comes in. That's where you can confidently take two weeks off and travel. That's where you can confidently, you know, spend the time with your family doing the things you actually want to do. And then we have to retain long-term. I think this in the agency world, out of all of these, this is the one that gets missed most often. You know, everybody's just thinking about landing the client. They're just thinking about delivering the results. But if you can't retain, and if you're not strategic about how you retain, the clients won't stick around with you very long. So, you know, key things from a retention perspective, you have to have a strong kickoff, right? You have to really map out that initial 90 day period where they get an amazing world-class experience, where they're very simple to get the information that they need to you so that they're like, wow, I hired this company that made this promise and I feel really good about what I've done. Um, I'll turn off my Slack here in a sec because I, I see that that's going off and it's, it's driving some people nuts. So I apologize for that. Um, the second thing is you want to make sure you've got a good communication rhythm, right? When you get the client, you need to be going through a monthly review with them, kind of showing them, hey, here's what we did. Here's the results we got. Here's where, um, here's where we're headed next, right? And then we have to see the vision, right? We have to constantly be saying, okay, here's where we're headed next. Here's where we're headed in the next 60 to 90 days. And when you do that, when you kick off strong, you retain um, and you, you have a great communication rhythm and you see the vision on a consistent basis, your clients will stay with you at a high level. Uh, and that's really where you're getting that feeling of impact and you start to get the business that can grow and that can, um, that can scale. So I'm going to pause there. I'd like to hear from you guys in comments. As it relates to that model, what resonates with you? And I'm going to, I'm going to turn off my Slack notifications here uh, while I do that. Chat in with me, guys. What resonated with you from that model? Systems of the land clients, says, says Blake. Seeing the vision. Steven says, building authority. Awesome. Strong 90 days out of the gates. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let, let's keep going because, you know, that's just kind of like the high, 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 high level model. I want to get into some really like specific tactics here as it relates to, um, as it relates to the model itself. And there's this concept called the rule of ones, the rule of five ones. And I was taught this by Taki Moore from the Millionaire, Million Dollar Coach who got it from Clay Collins. Um, and the, the rule of the five ones, they looked at the companies that were experiencing the fastest growth. And they trying to figure out what were these businesses doing different than everybody else? Um, and I know that I've applied this to my agency, Plumbing and HVAC SEO. Um, we've applied it to the, the members in our coaching and mentorship program. Um, and the people that follow this process are the ones that get the best results. So one target marketer niche, right? Not being all things to all people, but being in one very specific vertical, right? Our vertical is plumbing and HVAC. Some people might say that's two verticals, but the reality is they, they, they flock together. It's one particular group. So one vertical, not trying to be, I work with all small businesses or I work with anybody that might need some help. I, I specialize in a vertical or I can position myself as the expert and I can deliver consistent measurable results. 
uh, one lead generation strategy, right? There's lots of ways to get leads. We're going to talk about a lot of them today. Um, but the agencies that grow fastest tend to find one strategy and they get really good at it, right? Whether it's running webinars or running Facebook ads or doing cold outreach or actively involving themselves in an association, they find one that they plug into, they get it fully implemented and they scale that strategy up. That's how they fill up their pipeline. One conversion mechanism, like one way in which somebody can hire your services um, and engage you know, a relationship with your, with your company. And one core program, right? Not an infinite supply of different things you could sell, but one core program. Like we sell this, it's this amount per month and take it or leave it, right? Um, I find a lot of the agencies that struggle the most have a completely bespoke model, right? It's like whatever the client needs, I'm going to, I'm going to put it together, right? And that's okay. But the reality is you're constantly chasing your tail. You're constantly reinventing the wheel. You're constantly starting from, from scratch where if you, if you can decide, okay, here's what we sell that we think is going to generate a great tangible result for our clients and sell that you can have variations to it. Like I think one core program, maybe a, an upsell and a drop sell tends to work best. And then commit to it for at least one year. Stick to it for one year until you get to seven figures. And, and what's interesting with this rule of five ones is if you add another to any of these particular mechanisms, you multiply the amount of time that you're going to take to get to where you're trying to go, right? If you're going to go after three verticals instead of one, if you're going to try and have five programs instead of one, you multiply the complexity. Really, the fact is you have to simplify to multiply. So that, that's the rule of five ones. The next thing is you, you want to make sure that you've done the money math, right? That you've got the right uh, financial mechanisms in terms of how you charge. And we think about going to seven figures and really building building a business that does $83,000 per month in recurring revenue, there's lots of paths, right? The first fastest path would be to get one client paying $83,000 per month. That's going to take some energy that, you know, and, and I don't know that there's a ton of companies out there. There's probably, you know, several in the fortune 500, uh, but what's accessible to most of us, that, that would be a challenge. Um, you could have eight to 10 clients paying you $10,000 per month. Federic says impossible. Yes, I agree. It is possible, but not probable. Or you can have 83 clients paying you $1,000 per month, 166 paying you 500 per month, or 830 paying you $100 per month. And I find agencies tend to be on the lower side of the spectrum, kind of $100, $500 per month. Um, and I can tell you from past experience, it takes a lot of time to sell 830 prospects into anything. And the amount of energy that it takes to sell a $500 per month client is about the same as it is to sell a $2,500 a month client. And typically the clients that pay north of $2,500 per month, north of $2,000 per month or more than, are easier to serve, they're easier to satisfy, they're easier to stick around with. Um, I really believe there's a sweet spot, somewhere between $1,000 and $2,000 per month, where in any vertical you can imagine, there are tens of thousands of prospects eager and willing to pay at that level for a good quality program. And so I really think the fastest path, obviously, is to charge more, but just don't charge less than $1,000 per month, right? Get your confidence up, get some wins, and raise that monthly fee 
over time. Let me know if that makes sense. Kind of just put money math in comments. If that makes sense, hopefully a lot of you guys already have this dialed in. But for some of you, if that kind of resonated, it's like, okay, yeah, I need to be over a thousand and I only need 40 clients at $2,000 per month. And I'm, I'm a seven figure digital marketing agency. Awesome. Good, good, good. Lots of, lots of money mass coming in. So here's the bottom line. You know, I told you I'm going to give you a, a proven model to get to seven figures over the next 12 to 24 months. And here's the reality. If you can land five clients per month at an average of $1,350 per month, you can build a seven-figure agency in just 12 months. If you do the math here, $1,350 times five gives you about $83,000 in monthly recurring revenue. And if you're a little bit slower than that, you know, maybe it takes you 24 months. The point is, if you can consistently land three to five clients per month at between $1,000 and $2,000 per month, seven figures is well within reason. Joshua says 2,000 plus expenses. Yes. So you would charge, let's say $2,000 per month, um, plus whatever the spend is on your Facebook ads or on your Google ads, right? That would be on top of your, your base fee. Does that answer the question? Good, 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 good. All right. So bottom line here, business model fundamentals. I promise you, if you follow these little basic things I'm about to share with you, you will expedite the growth of your agency. You will simplify your life. So one, one vertical, right? Could be plumbing, could be roofing, could be AC, could be car dealerships, could be body shops, could be some other thing. Choose one particular vertical that you focus your agency around. You, you make yourself the very best in the world at serving that particular niche. Uh, in my opinion, recurring revenue is the only way to go, right? A monthly recurring fee greater than $1,000 per month will make your life a lot easier. So no one-off projects, no, okay, whatever, um, you know, 50% deposit, no partial payments, just monthly recurring fees into perpetuity, right? And if, for those of you that know my backstory, I worked at Reach Local before I started the second version of my, my agency. And at Reach Local, there was only one thing you could sell. And it was a monthly recurring program that was more than $1,000 per month. Um, and I saw other sales reps selling it all day, every day. I started to sell it. It works, right? There are people that will gladly pay if you've got the right program packaging, a monthly fee. And rather than selling, you know, four clients a month and restarting every single month, you just sell monthly recurring. And if they don't want to pay you a monthly recurring fee, they're not the right fit. And you move on with your life. And again, more than $1,000 per month. So, I don't want this to be a complete regurgitation of the seven-figure agency book or a complete regurgitation of the seven-figure agency, you know, roadmap training. But, you know, these are the fundamentals. I want to give you a second, right? Here on the page, like if there's one or two things that you need to change within your business model, now's the time. Just think about that. Just get clear. Again, if you, if you simplify your model, you will simplify your life. You will expedite your growth. These are the things what do you need to change? Maybe it's you need to increase the monthly fee. Maybe it's you need to simplify the offerings. Maybe you need to, you know, stop doing one-off projects. I just want to give you a second to gut check yourself here because the model makes all of the difference. So monthly minimums coming in. Uh, EGA is asking what a contract looks like. You know, if you've never sold monthly recurring, just make it month to month. Um, Josh does all 100% retainers. Awesome. Month to month. 
Yeah. And then, you know, once you're, you're great and you're knocking out of the park for your clients on a consistent basis, maybe you move to an annual contract or a six month minimum agreement and then month to month. Okay. So I want to share an example of this, right? I, I, last thing I want to do is just kind of talk about this stuff in a vacuum. I want to share real world examples throughout the course of today's session. And a great example of this is Alan Hillsberg from Funeral Home Marketing Services. Going back about, I guess, like five years ago now, he, he was a model that a lot of you guys have just put into the comments, right? Selling anybody they could get their hands on, selling, you know, random projects. And he was kind of stuck at like $10,000 any given month. Fast forward today, he's actually over, I got to update this slide, he's over $115,000 per month in monthly recurring. And so let me kind of walk you, I'll, I'll let him share his experience. Let me know if you hear this. But the one I want to call up now is Alan Hillsberg. Yes, if you're Thanks. hearing it. Congratulations. Thank you. Really, really excited about your, your progress and your journey. Thank you. This is the Transition to Significance wow. Award. Wow. Um, when Alan, when Alan wow. first came to our office, three, was it three years ago? Stay up here for a uh, sec. 2000. <laughs> April 2015. 2015. 2015. He was he was trying to figure it out. He he came through the process. He chose his niche, and just watching him blossom to a, a legitimate seven figure agency in the in the funeral home space has been has been amazing. Well, love if you can kind of share your your story a little bit with with the group. Sure. Um, I started this in uh, 2015. I was doing SEO, doing SEO for everyone. And um, at the time, I was uh, working with the restaurant, doing really well for the restaurant, um, getting them visibility on a Tuesday afternoon. We implemented strategies that were really helping the restaurant grow. And the attorney for that restaurant came to me, and he said, Alan, can you help me with my attorney practice? And I said, sure. So what I did, I'm going to put this down. This is heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. <laughs> So I said, sure. Um, uh, so what I did was I've taken the same strategies I used for the restaurant and applied it to the attorney. And the results were mediocre at best. And my, my strengths are in sales. And I was bringing on clients, but I was also losing them. Because, you know, being, you know, working with so many different industries, you really don't uh, uh, capture that special, specialized knowledge that you need to really help them grow. And that's why a lot of companies are not happy with their marketing. Because if you're working with a dentist and a doctor and an attorney and a clothing boutique, you're, you're just never going to get to know that business the way you really should know them. And you're not going to help them. And what, what happened with the attorney, he was paying me on a monthly basis, but I started to guess what would be the best strategies to work for him. So at the same time, uh, I ran into uh, Josh. I, I saw some type of webinar where I saw this guy working with only plumbers, and the guy was making a quarter of a million dollars a month at the time. And I couldn't get it. I couldn't wrap my head around it. I said, how's this guy working with one niche and making that kind of money? You know, in my mind, I just picture the plumber with his white truck. He'll fix a clogged toilet or a leaky faucet. And at the end of the week, if he had $50 left in his pocket, he was going to the neighborhood bar. You know, he wasn't, you know, putting that into marketing. So I couldn't figure out how this guy was doing it. So I got lucky. I, I, I went to one of his uh, webinars, and uh, 
he said to me, and I, I remember he, he pointed out um, uh, a website, uh, InfoUSA, mm -hmm. and he said, well, you know, if you go into InfoUSA, type in plumbers, you'll get 120,000 or so like that. He goes, but now type in 120,000 plumbers that are making a million dollars a year. That list goes from 120,000 down to like something like eight, 7,000 plumbers. Because that is my market. Somebody that is doing a million dollars a year is doing $83,000 a month. All right, they can afford to put $2,000 into their marketing each month. So that made me start to think, okay, if I've got 100 clients, which is not a lot of clients. I mean, if you look at a football stadium, what do they have, 50,000 people in the football stadium? So 100 clients paying you 2000 a month, that's $200,000 per month in income. So I got it, and I decided that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be niche-specific, and um, it was the best decision I've made because when you become niche-specific, like for me, um, every day now for the last four years, the only question that I ask myself when I walk into my office is how can I drive more at-need calls to my funeral home clients? And you don't have to be very bright to really you know, come up with solutions, especially if you're asking that question to yourself each and every day. You, you develop a specialized knowledge in the niche that you're focused on. And the cool part about this is that he's going to direct you into choosing a niche that's right for you, and, that, and then he's going to show you how to scale it. And that's where the money is made, that's where your life could change. And that's why I'm up here today. So, just, just real quick, because we're, we're gonna about to have a, a lunch break. How, how has like, growing the business from where you were to where you are now, how's it impacted your life? Like in terms of, you know, it's great to have more money, but freedom, let's talk about the whole, the whole equation. Oh man, I was, you know, paycheck to paycheck. I mean, I was charging people $300, $500 to do SEO. It was like eating soup with a fork. You ever try to do that? You're, you're busy, but you're still hungry. And that's what it was like. That's what it was like. And I wanted very, very much to get out of that. And, uh, you know, I've got a big family. You know, I don't know if any of you have got a big family, but try booking a flight during Christmas for six to go anywhere. Yeah. Okay, just the flight alone. We couldn't go anywhere. It just, it just year after year, it was just a struggle. And uh, now, it's gotten to the point where I, it, and it's, it really is a wonderful fan, uh, uh, feeling to pay your bills and then having a ton of money every month left over to invest to do whatever the hell you want. I mean, pretty much. I mean, I, I've gotten to the point where um, I could do whatever I want. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it, it's great. I, I'm doing this. My big why is my family. Uh, my kids are. Uh, I have two kids that are now in college. They're not. They don't have any loans. Paying it off. It doesn't matter. My wife. My my daughter is having a sweet sixteen. Uh, it's it's a ridiculous amount of money. It, <laughs> just it, it's not a sweet sixteen. I was telling Chandel in the back. It's a wedding. You know, and I just, it really, it's, it's, but, but it's, it's really nice to be able to afford anything that you want and go wherever you want to go and have that 
financial freedom to do what you wish. And uh, I, I guess uh, for me, my biggest... Um... So I just wanted to share that so you kind of got a sense of like what the impact of having this model can really expedite your growth. It can simplify your entire business model. And as you start to plan out 2021, if you're working from a broken model, it's not going to work out, right? So let's let's just kind of reset our, our model as needed. Make sure we're built on something that's worked for others. Myself, Alan, I'm sure lots of other case studies throughout the course of this session. But does that help to hear a real example of somebody that like shifted the model from that to this and you know the experience that he's had within his life? Give me a one in comments um, and we'll keep pressing forward. Yes, definitely. Okay, good, 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 good. All right. So we're already 55 minutes in and like we're finally to the place where we can start to work the plan and kind of dive into our, our workbook. Um, but again, that's your, this is your chance. Like think about what you want to change within your, within your model. So here's what I want to do next. I want you guys to open up this link. Go ahead and pop in into chat. Um, Ed or somebody on my team here. Boom, and you guys should get this document. All right, so we got a couple, 50, 60 of you starting to log into here, 30 so far. Once you have this open, what I want you to do is go file, make a copy. So you can just kind of watch my screen as I do this. I see you know some of you guys logging in now. Um, this workbook's gonna be very, very useful for you. So spend the time to pull this up, right? and then go file, make a copy, and then just rename it. This is going to be your agency growth plan. Um, so rename it 2021 agency growth plan and put your name on it. Um, you know, test one, two, three, right? Give me a yes in comments if you've made your copy or a one in comments. Yep. If you didn't, I'm going to leave the link up for you for a sec, uh, but I do want to keep pressing forward. Okay, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, so we've got our workbook. This, I promise you, keep this workbook, fill in the exercises. Um, this will guide you to a very successful 2021. So I talked at the beginning about success is goals, all else is commentary, right? Brian Tracy is the, is, his, his training, I'm a massive advocate of everything Brian Tracy puts out, Jay Abraham puts out, all, all of these guys. But this is a quote that really stuck with me and has worked well in our agency. And I really believe that clear goals gives you the ability to create momentum, right? Think of yourself like a, like a sailboat that's out at sea. There's no wind and you're just kind of going with the flow. If you don't have clear goals and objectives for you and your team, you're going to be like, just kind of going wherever the, wherever the current takes you. Now, when you set goals and you make them ever present in your mind, you make them very, very clear in front of the team that you work with, you can create your own momentum. Anytime I work with an agency that's stagnated at some level um, and we do this exercise, we reset goals, we break them down into months and quarters, and we start to focus on accomplishing those goals and moving the monthly recurring revenue, they start to see accelerated growth within your business. So I want to tap in to the power of this uh, right now. It's a great Harvard study. If you haven't looked at it, definitely suggest you go back and, and check it out. 
But I think the most important thing as it relates to goals is having a goal setting and achievement framework. Clearly you have to have goals and you need to have them written down and you need to have a plan to accomplish them. But I find that a lot of agencies set a goal at the beginning of the year, they kind of put it into, put it into a document somewhere and they kind of, they just move on with their week. They move on with their month. They move on with their year and they never check in on it. Um, and they, they start to feel like, man, I don't know. I set a goal. I don't know if I hit it. Have you ever done that where you set a goal, whether it was a business goal, a weight loss goal, a financial achievement goal. And you just, you never checked in with yourself. It was like, I don't know. Like maybe I did it. Maybe I didn't. Vina says, Wayne, give me a one or a yes. If you've ever done that. Yeah. Barry has, I know I have. Right. And when you do that, the, the kind of the, the belief in the power of goal setting starts to dissipate, right? Because you're setting yourself up for failure. You're creating a, like a narrative that you set a target and you don't ever follow up on it. And of course it doesn't ever happen. So, so really what you want to do is you want to set an annual goal, a quarterly goal and a monthly goal, because your mind can't think a full year in advance. You just can't like, you're never going to stick with something for a year. What you want to do is break it down into quarters because you can think for about 90 days, right? Your mind can stick with something potentially for up to 90 days, but then you want to break it down even further into, into monthly goals. And I think the most important thing is to have a stopping point at the beginning and end of each period. So if you set an annual goal and you break it down into quarters, you break it down into months, you have to have a pause point where you say, hold on. Let's spend a minute to reflect. If the goal was to get five new clients this month and grow my recurring revenue by 10,000 in monthly recurring, did I do it or did I not? The simple act of knowing that you're going to stop and hold yourself accountable helps you develop what I think is the most powerful muscle that you can develop. It's the power of manifestation, right? You may wind up setting goals and not achieving them. And that's fine as long as you recognize that's where I was headed but I didn't get there. I need to make some changes, right? Okay. I need to change this. I need to change that. I need to stay more focused, whatever it is. And then you set for another period and you hustle towards the accomplishment and you pause, you do that over time. And that muscle begins to develop and you start to be able to confidently step up to the point, call your home run in advance and actually do the work, organize the activity and bring it into reality. So I've got a great resource that I'm going to share with you guys. It's in your workbooks. And this is what we're calling our, our sales retention tracking sheet. And what this is going to do, it's going to give you the ability to put on a tracking mechanism, your goals for 2021, to break them down by month and to break them down by quarter. I think this is one of the most powerful things you can do. Um, and I think it's, it has huge ramifications and implications, implications. So what I want you to do um, in your workbook, if you scroll down to where it says setting goals, I want you to click that. And I want you to open it up. Everybody should have the sales retention tracking sheet open. I'm going to pause with you. This is where this workshop becomes interactive, where you actually build something as opposed to just hearing me talk. It's the work that you do. That's going to make this valuable, not the insights that you hear. So let me know. I only see a couple of you in the sales retention tracking sheet template. Let me know when you've got it open. Um, let me drop it in chat too, for those of you that don't know how to get to it. 
There's the sheet. Everybody open this. It's also in the workbook. Oh, I, did I link to the wrong one? All right, make sure. All right, close out the other one and open the one that I just put in chat, guys. I'll update that here too. Is it really? Oops. Okay. I want everyone to open the one that's made for 2021. It's much better. Close out the one if you're seeing one that says 2020. Make sure you get 2021 open. All right. Trek along with me here, guys. This is going to be worth the, the price of admission, right? Um, track along with me. Give me a one, one last time in comments if you've got this open. All right, good. So here's the deal. What we want to do is set a benchmark in terms of where we're at right now in our business at the beginning of 2021. And then we're going we're gonna to map out our targets and goals for the year. So if you're on the first tab, and if you want to just kind of come back to my screen for a minute, on the first tab, what you want to do is start up here where it says, what's my starting recurring revenue? And how many clients do I have right now? Obviously, before you do that, you have to go file, make a copy. I would encourage you to rename this sales and retention tracking sheet dash, you know, your company name and your name. So like Josh Nelson dash plumbing and HVAC plumbing SEO, right? So you've got your own version that you're editing from. And then what you're going to do and, and resist the temptation to think I'm going to come back to this later, because what often happens is later never comes. It's like, oh yeah, I know I need to set goals. Yeah, this would be helpful. Um, I'll do this when I have some more time later this afternoon and you never get to it. So now's the time, right? Now's the time. Like we're carving out time today in this moment to dive into this exercise to get you laser clear on where you want to get by the end of the year. So what's your current, right? So I'll just put in here like 370,000. And then how many clients do I have? And again, it's going to be different for everybody. Like these are your, your current setups. And okay, so this is your up here top line. How many, how many clients, how much recurring revenue? 176, right? And then the next column down is going to be average fee and the average churn fee. Important to have this. The, the whole sheet works off of this formula right here. So if you're committed to sell monthly recurring based on the model we just talked about, what is that monthly recurring fee going to be? right? Is it 1500? Is it 2000? Is it you know, 2500? I'll just put in here 2500 per month for me. And then assuming you've got more than 10 or 15 clients, there's going to be churn, right? Expect no matter how good you are, clients eventually are going to cancel out. They're going to go out of business. They're going to move different directions. Um, so when you lose a client, do you lose the full amount or do you lose like down to like a maintenance fee of some sort? Um, if you lose the full amount, you put in that like same amount, let's call it 2,500 bucks a month. If you retain some of the revenue, I'll just say like our average loss is 1,500. Hopefully this isn't too technical, but I, I promise you this is a very, very useful activity. Um, give me a yes in comments if you now have that plugged in. What's your base recurring revenue is, how many clients you have starting the year, and what's your monthly fee is. All right, we've got some yeses. Good, good. Explain the client loss fee again. Tim, for the sake of simplicity, just put in like, if you said your average monthly is 1500, 
put in your average loss is $1,500. Um, just that's when you lose your client, how much revenue monthly recurring do you lose? Okay, so we've got that. Now what I want you to do is under the sales and tracking sheet on like the second tab. So the first tab was starting point. The second tab is the, the sales tracking sheet, 2021. I want you to go up at the top where it says January, February, March, April, May, June, all the way across. How many clients per month will you shoot to land realistically? In our agency, we've always shot for somewhere between five and seven new clients per month. Again, five to seven clients per month at $1,500 per month makes you a seven-figure business in the first 12 months in business or over the next 12 months. Um, if you haven't landed any clients on a retainer-based ever, then you want to probably start with a lower target. Um, ideally, you have some idea what your realistic number of new clients is per month. And all I need you to do is go across the top and put that number in. For the sake of simplicity, during this exercise, just keep the number similar from month to month. Let's say it's three clients a month or five clients per month. Um, I've got four in on the, on the sample. If that works for you, keep it at four. I think that's a good benchmark for everybody to shoot for. That's only one new client per week. So plug that in along the top, the first one that says goal in white at the beginning of each month. Hopefully this is tracking for everyone and you're not, I haven't lost anybody. Give me a one if you're clear on what we're doing here, just putting how many clients do we think we're gonna land per month? Sweet. Fantastic. Good, good, good. Put done when you've got all 12 months of your target number of new clients plugged in. Some of you are done. Good. Excellent. You don't need to do anything. If somebody could send Lauren the link to the sales retention tracking sheet, that would be great. You don't need to do anything on, on total value because that's automatically going to carry over. Um, the second column down is, is anticipated losses, right? How many clients do you think you're going to lose on a monthly basis? Somebody asked earlier what our retention rate is. Um, it's kind of it's kind of moved between 95 and 98% monthly average retention rate. Um, so, you know, at a hundred clients, let's just say if you had a hundred clients and you were retaining 97%, you'd lose about 3%, which would be three clients per month. Um, I think a good number to kind of shoot for is, is north of 97% monthly retention. So if you've got 10 clients, you're going to lose one client per quarter on average. This is confusing. I don't want to get too technical, but the idea is don't set yourself up just thinking about how many clients you're going to land and think that's a realistic goal because eventually clients are going to churn and you're going to want to have, you know, accounted for that. Otherwise you're going to be frustrated. Oh man, I lost, you know, I, I hit my sales target, but I, I'm way below what I thought I was going to do from a monthly um, recurring revenue perspective. So if you don't have, if you don't know, I would just put in somewhere between zero and one clients lost per month. Just that way you've got that plotted across the year. Give me a yes in comments 
if you've got your projected cancellations logged in at this point. Steven's tracking along. Tilia, great. Danny, yes. Good. Good. All right. Some of you are, are with me. We got over 100, 150 or so of you with us live. I'd like to see all of you guys do this. I understand sometimes you get confused. Sometimes you fall behind. If you need help, let me know. Um, if you did this, and a, a lot of you guys have, you have just set a very clear goal for your agency for 2021 and a target that's broken down by quarter and broken down by month. So if you scroll down to annual, it should tell you what your goal is. So if you said four per month, your goal is to sell 48 new clients at a total value of 120,000 a month of recurring, put you over a million dollar run rate. Your revenue should be at a certain number and your total annual revenue should be a certain. So this will help you project out, right? All of you guys should now be able to see if you plug this in, how many clients are we gonna win? How many clients are we gonna lose? What your month by month goals are, what your quarter by quarter goals are. If you come back to quarterly targets, it shows you right here. Quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four. Wayne's lost, I apologize. Um, I will record, I'll, I'll put this recording up for you guys that need it. Um, and, and you can kind of spend a little bit more time on it. Chris says, awesome. Power spreadsheet, good. So we've all now got our goal, right? Ideally, give me like type in goal if you've got the goal. Alan says, fantastic goal. Okay, sweet. So the first part of this puzzle is to figure out where do we want to go, right? The second part of the process is to have some accountability, which is to say, you know, am I on track or am I off track? Um, and that's, that's the critical thing, right? So what we want to do here on a monthly basis, there's two other columns within this sheet. So everyone pop back to mine real quick, just so you can see my screen and kind of, I can show you how to use this as a goal achievement mechanism. On my sheet, looking at my screen, there's an actual and a delta. Actual means how many did you actually sell? How many did you actually lose? And then delta is how far off are you? What's the difference between the goal you set and what you actually achieved in January, in February? And what's cool is this will automatically calculate for you. So let's do, I, I, on, in January, I've already sold one client for $24.90 per month. And I sold another client for $3,200 per month. These aren't real numbers, I'm just putting them in. You'll see now that it auto calculates for us what the actuals are. So this will help you track along in terms of like, are you on track or are you off track? And give you a clean mechanism where at the end of the month, you know, here's what we were trying to do and here's what we actually accomplished. Put powerful, if you see the power of this process, having a goal tracking mechanism and having a goal achievement mechanism to hold yourself accountable. Sweet, lots of powerfuls coming in. Very powerful, absolutely. All right, great, great, great. So exactly what Lindsay's been looking for, awesome. Yes, this had a huge impact on our business. It really, really had a huge impact on our business and our ability to, to kind of organize around, here's where we're going and focus on the most important thing. Brian Tracy says, success is goals, all else is commentary. And you know, if you're not focused on these numbers, you're gonna get focused on other things, shiny objects distractions, 
things that aren't moving you forward. But if you and your team are laser focused on this, I promise you, it will continue to move you forward. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to my slides. This is, this is your document now. Like put in yes, if you'll use this, if you'll track your sales, if you'll track your churn and you'll use this to hold yourself accountable. Awesome, this, this is awesome, fantastic. Glad to see you guys, not just here to hang out, but here to implement and here to get, get some, some forward momentum. So we should all know now, without even having to key this in, David Kunstix is a lot better than the version I had you know, a couple of years back. Yes, it's the 2007 one was a little clunkier. It's, it's a work in progress. Um, so we should all know, okay, this is where we're starting the year. This is where we want to end the year. We should all be clear, like, how does that break down month by month, quarter by quarter? But really, 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 really important, right, is why. Why is your life or your business better when you hit that annualized target? Why is, it, why is it important to you to get to that milestone at the end of the year? And I promise you, it's not just about, oh, okay, I've got the extra revenue, right? You need to be laser clear on why this is important for you. I want to give you guys a minute, like just to internalize. You just set a goal. Now you have to attach some emotional rationale to the amount of effort and the amount of work that's going to be required to accomplish that goal. For me, it's about my, it's about my family. I've got a beautiful wife named Yesenia. I've got two kids, Brandon and Ryan, seven years old and four years old. Um, for me, it's about providing for them. It's about, you know, being able to take the travels and do the fun stuff and, you know, take them around to, to all of the fun places, beach trips, cruises, whenever those open back up, Disneyland. Um, and it's about impact, right? It's about knowing that I'm not just making extra money, but I'm actually serving the clients well, and they're growing and they're seeing increases and they're hiring more people and they're seeing growth within their uh, business. I'd love to have you guys just think for a second, why is this important for you? I'm going to give you an exercise because I really want this to, I want this to land, right? Again, a goal without a little bit of emotion behind it. It's just, a, it's just a number on a piece of paper. But when you attach it in an emotion and you put some accountability behind it, you can really, really make magic happen. And so I want to give you a vision exercise. I want all of you guys, and this is going to, you're going to resist the, the desire to do this. You're going to be like, yes, I get it. I know that would be helpful, but I don't want to do this right now. And I want to encourage you, push yourself outside your comfort zone. We write it down. And then we think about it and attach emotion to it. And then we speak it verbally we have a much higher probability of manifesting that into our lives. And so I want to give you a vision exercise. I want you to just in your mind, get really clear. How many clients will you have by the end of the year? You've got that in your sales and retention tracking sheet. How much recurring revenue will that represent for your business? At the end of 2021, just imagine that you've accomplished this goal. I want you to think like, how does that make you feel? How, like, how do you feel looking back on 2021, knowing that you're now at this place, you've got this level of, of affluence within your life, within your business, you've, you've accomplished this level of success. Why is your life better as a result? What's different? What can you now do? What can you now have? What experiences can you now have as a result of this? 
Think about that. I'll give you guys a little bit of time. In your workbook there, there's a space to, to fill that in. Buying a house my wife wants and not just a house we can afford. I like that. Sean says I can probably relax for the first time in years. Camilla says some vacations, being able to afford to take some of those trips. Powerful. Buy my dad a golfing membership. Help fund a nonprofit. Right? You know what's amazing is when we have enough abundance in our life that our basic needs are taken care of and we're able to like... You know, basic needs plus the fun stuff, right? You want to have your basic needs. You want to be able to drive a nice car and put the kids in the good school and do the things you actually want. But at a certain point, it goes from, you know, just more stuff to actually having the financial abundance to, to invest in other people, to give back to charities and to financial, you know, causes that you're passionate about. Some of us, that's, that's the next phase. For some of us, it's like, I just need to get to a place where I can pay the bills. For some of us, I need to get to the place where I can afford to do the fun stuff. Um, but, you know, there's layers. And over time, when you get to significance and beyond, you can do things you would have never been able to do. So there's an exercise in your workbook. I'm not going to have you do it now, but I'm going to have you guys do this as extra credit. I promise you, if you take the time to do this extra credit, it will have massive implications. What I want you to do after today's session, I want you to you've all got smart cameras on your phone. This is for you. You're not going to publish this in Facebook. You're not going to you know, do anything crazy with it. I just want you to record a video to yourself or a video that you'll watch at the end of 2021 speaking out what you have accomplished. I want you to record a video that says, hey, hey, Josh, 2021 has been such an amazing year. I'm so blessed and I feel so abundant. I can't believe I've been able to grow the business to $5 million per year in recurring revenue. I can't believe we've been able to develop the team and put systems in place. You know, because of getting to this level, you know, it's so exciting that we can now afford to move into that nicer house or drive that nicer car or put the kids in that better school. It feels so good to know that I have the financial abundance to you know, take care of dad in a way I didn't in the past or take care of mom in a way that I didn't in the past. Feels so good that I have the financial abundance to gladly reinvest into the into the church and and see the financial resources bearing fruit in other ways, right? Take a minute after today's session, record a video like that, save it somewhere, put it on Evernote, put it on Drive, set a reminder for yourself to watch it at the end of the year. I promise it will help move you forward in your business. Give me a yes in comments if you're clear on your why and you'll take the time to record a video like that for yourself. Resist the temptation not to do it, right? I promise it, it will help. Okay, great, great, great. It's awkward as F, but I'll do it, says Sean. Fair enough. <laughs> great example of this. Yeah, uh, Brian Kaskavalsian from G4 Marketing Group runs a great, great business serving uh, roofing and remodeling contractors. Been working with him going on, on six years now, but he had grown his agency to about $60,000 in monthly recurring. And, you know, it was great. You know, he was successful, but he was stagnated at $60,000 for, for like years. He had just gotten to that level and it just didn't see any forward momentum. Um, and we, we did a session just like the one we're doing here. 
where we mapped out a sales retention tracking sheet. We helped him get clear on his goals. And something changed. He went from just kind of going with the flow day in, day, week, week after week to, to having a clear vision that he and his team can align around. Like, here's where we're going in this business. We're going to land four new clients per month. We're going to see accelerated growth and we're going to hold ourselves accountable because we've got a little tracking mechanism to do it. Fast forward, actually, you know, at the end of last year, he was at 370,000 in monthly recurring revenue. Um, this year, I, I believe um, he's going to do over $4 million in, in revenue. So I just want you to hear from Brian on the power of the process you just tapped into and the impact that it will have on your life. Well, hey, this is Josh Nelson with The Seven Figure Agency, and today I'm with Brian Kaskabalsian from G4 Marketing Group, runs a highly successful seven-figure, multiple seven-figure digital marketing agency. Uh, Brian, if you had one tip on how you were able to grow your agency to multiple seven figures, what would it be? So the one tip I'll give you is actually what he gave me. He gave me clarity and he gave me focus. It was that one damn spreadsheet that you gave me that changed everything because we put out our, our numbers and we knew month after month, every month, what our target number was in new monthly recurring revenue. And we knew exactly where we were based on our gains and our losses. That one thing that I got from this guy right here is a game changer. Awesome. Be clear, be focused. Great. Brian, thanks for sharing. Yep. You got it. Josh, the, the, the wealthy contractor. So as it relates to that goal setting process, we'd love to hear some key insights. Like what, what did you take away? What did you like? Um, what was, what was most valuable about that process for you? Kind of chime in for me in, in chat here and we'll keep pressing forward. Alexandria says worksheet is pure gold. Thank you. Good, good. Glad. Glad you took the time to use it and put it into, put it into play. Ditto says Robert. Clear goal setting, having everything outlined is ideal. Awesome. So again, a goal without a plan is just, it's just numbers on a paper, right? The key thing we need to do is actually implement and execute. Um, and I want to give you guys some KPI, some key performance indicators that will help you see like, okay, if the goal is four clients per month, what do we have to do to make that a reality in order to really hit that target in order to knock that target out of the park and bottom line, as it relates to growing your monthly recurring revenue, there's one thing that you need to track. One thing that if you measure and actually accomplish on a monthly basis will dictate whether you're going to see the accelerated growth that you're after or not. How many of you guys would like to know what that KPI is? Lindsay wants to know. Yes. Matt Coffee says sales leads. Yep, heck yeah. Nah, I'd rather be poor, says Jeff. Okay. Lots of things you can track. Tons of things you can track. The one thing that I've found that dictates your success or failure in terms of revenue growth month after month is the number of strategy sessions, Alexandria nailed it, or appointments with prospects that you have month in and month out. Right? The agencies that have had accelerated growth within seven-figure agency are getting 15, 20, 25 strategy sessions month in and month out. That means at-bats with prospects that are letting them take them through a consultative sales process that they're asking for the business and getting a yes 
or a no. And so I want to help you know what that KPI is for you based on the goal that you just set. So you have a, a barometer. You're like, okay, if I'm going to sell five clients per month, then I, I know I need to have a certain number of strategy sessions. Would that be helpful if you knew exactly how many strategy sessions you needed to shoot for in order to hit your targets? Give me a yes if that would be helpful. Awesome. Okay. Good, good, good. You guys are, you guys are tracking along with me. I appreciate you uh, engaging with me. So I'm going to pop back over to the sales retention tracking sheet, the same one you just looked at. And down at the bottom, there's a tab that says KPI projector, right? And knowing that the, the key thing is strategy sessions. How many sales appointments are we getting month after month with the prospects we want to do business with? So I, first thing I want you to do is just put in how many new clients did you set for yourself? Is it four? Is it six? Is it 10? If you're Matt Coffee, it's probably 20. Matt, great to have you on with us. Um, if you're Matt Platt, I know that it's 20, right? You're going big. Uh, for us, it's usually been about five new clients per month. So what's the, what's, the, what's the target, right? Just put that number in here under monthly new client target. I'm going to put three. The next number you want to know is what's your average close ratio. For every prospect that you meet with, how many of them say yes? Out of, out of 10, what percentage are saying yes and moving forward with your, with your opportunity? Um, I can say within our agency right now, because we're very well positioned and because we have a lot of inbound leads, we're closing at about 60% of qualified opportunities. Um, I would say a lot of the members in the seven-figure agency that are chase, like still chasing at some level and doing a lot of cold outreach to get their appointments set up um, are closing somewhere around 20%. Um, so it's probably going to be somewhere between as little as 15 and as high as 60 or 70%. Um, a fair number for you to shoot for would be 30%. Like if you don't know this, just put it in 30% for now. And then you've got to track this, right? I really believe what you measure improves. Um, and you want to put mechanisms into place to say, how many strategy sessions do we have? How many of them showed up? What was our close ratio on the appointments that we had? Um, so Sean's seeing about 10%, uh, 20%. Sue's seeing about 50%. So put in that close ratio, and that will tell you how many strategy sessions you need to shoot for in order to hit your target. This should instruct everything you do from a business development and growth perspective within your agency, right? If you're, if you're using 13, 30% and you want to sell five new clients, that puts you at a run rate potentially of a million dollars within the next 12 months, you need to be having 17 sales appointments per month. We take them through a solid consultative sales process where you show them, here's where you're at today. Here's where you, you, know, you have room for improvement. Here's what we charge, right? Here's how much we would charge to do it and then ask for the business, right? Douglas, I've got some great training on sales process mastery and kind of how to set up appointments and how to ask for the business and how to consistently close, you know, greater than 30% within your, within your agency. But this takes the excuse off the table for you of, ah, oh, I set the goal and I don't know why I'm not hitting my targets. I don't know why I'm not getting there. Well, you probably aren't having enough strategy sessions. You're not having enough sales appointments. Any agency I talk with that's in a stagnated place, either they don't have a clear goal or they're meeting with like five people a month. And they're like, I don't know why I can't sell five clients. We well, have to get more at bats, right? Even Babe Ruth, 
you know, I, I don't know what his percentage was, but it, it was low, right? But he, he had enough at bats that he was able to knock out of the park on, on and you know, be one of the, the greatest hitters of all time. So give me, give me some feedback. Helpful to have this KPI to be really clear, like here's the target for the year. And here's the, um, the KPI that we're going to be shooting for within our business. How many of you guys didn't have this? So just put no, if you weren't clear already, you didn't know like exactly what your target was prior and you didn't know what the KPI was that you're shooting for. Dude, that's awesome. You guys have the raw materials now, the, the key mechanisms to really accelerate the growth within your business. The fact that you didn't have this excites me because I know that when you start to track this and you start to know what you're shooting for, it can have huge ramifications within your, within your business. So I wanna, I wanna share an example here of Danny Barrera from Concrete Marketing Crew. Um, Danny, Danny was a generalist agency. He was, he, he was at about $15,000 when we first started working together in, in monthly revenue, kind of struggling um, and followed this whole process, right? He went from a general agency to a very specific niche. He actually works with decorative concrete contractors. You know, the guys that go in and, um, and fix the concrete at houses and, you know, lay down new, new um, concrete flooring. Got his goals, got his targets, put his positioning in place, um, grew within his first year to over 55,000 in monthly recurring revenue. Uh, last year, I think he ended up at about 75. I was talking with him yesterday because we're doing some fun stuff together. I was talking to him yesterday. I said, Danny, where are you at? What's the monthly recurring revenue now? It's $136,000 in monthly recurring revenue from 24 to 136,000 over the last two years. So I just want you to hear Danny's story kind of like in an iteration, you know, just because it kind of brings full circle this whole planning process that we've been working on. Tell us, tell us like where you were in your agency last year around this time and kind of where you're at now. Oh yeah, the last, last year around this time I was a generalist taking or trying to get every client under the sun. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you knew this, but Contractor SEO Agency, I came with that idea because I saw your website, mm -hmm. contractorseo.net, right? Yep. And I saw you ranked and I told my friends, I'm like, hey man, I'm going to buy this domain and I'm actually going to rank it on top of this guy's watch. <laughs> and eventually it did rank. So I, I did get a couple of, of contractors, you know, through 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 uh, that website and all the stuff. But I was all over the place. No direction, which for me was the biggest game changer. It's like when when you know where you're going and you have a target and you focus in, in moving that direction, something magical happens, and that's what happened to me. So got on a uh, on on one of the coaching calls with Jeff, and at that time I had I, I don't remember exactly how many clients maybe around five or so, you know, uh, between four to $7,000 a month in revenue. And, uh, you know, he probed me. He asked me a, a couple of questions in uh, just regarding what I like to do, you know, what, uh, who I like working with and all that good stuff. Uh, and eventually he's like, hey, why don't you try the concrete guys? Like, you know, the guys that do residential concrete work. So that was the beginning for me. And from there, you know, one step led to another um, I just went all in. I just went all in, showed up for the Wednesday calls, and just started executing. Like, I, don't, I didn't care, you know, whether that didn't make sense to me or not. I just started taking action. I took, uh, you know, whatever knowledge I had, you know, from sales and, you know, outreach and all that stuff and just went all out. 
Um, and that gave me the momentum to start generating the niche clients. Um, so yeah, the difference is by probably month three or four, I got rid of all the other clients and just focused on the niche agency. Uh, and you know, I'm not looking back. Seriously, like I, yeah, I want to take over that industry as a whole. There's been a ton of resistance uh, for me, and I felt it personally because there's a ton of rednecks, you know, throughout the United States, and that's the majority of, you know, once I start going, yeah, contractors, and you know, for me, but that that's a motivation for me. I'm like, I'm going all out. Like, I want these guys to see my face, and they're gonna be, you know, it's like you, you know, they're gonna have to see your face, all the plumbers, mm-hmm. and they know who you are. Yeah. So, so uh, we did the world of concrete just last. Um, Two weeks ago, a big, uh, a big expo. The biggest expo for concrete guys, 65,000 uh, construction, industrial construction, concrete guys go there. Uh, and we generated over over 100 leads from that event. Wow. Okay. So so now I'm having conversations. My pipeline is full right now. Um, in fact, people wanted to book a, a call like today. Mm. But I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> so so that's, that's my journey. Yeah. That's been my journey. Yeah. You mind sharing approximately kind of where you're at from a recurring revenue perspective? Uh, we passed the 28,000 in recurring revenue. Uh, now, I made more than that mm-hmm. because some clients, you know, were doing little things here projects and there. Projects, right? Projects, but 28, 28 and change. That's awesome. this month. Yeah. yeah, well done. Well done. So I interviewed him last year at the end of the year, and again, he was at like 70. And now he's at 136,000 in monthly recurring. And this is the power of kind of having the right model and then having clear targets and goals and really focusing on the, your KPIs, right? How many strategy sessions do we need to have in order to hit our targets and then doing all of the work necessary to fill the pipeline, right? To keep the pipeline full with prospects in order to hit those targets, in order to keep things moving. Camille started, started uh, clapping as well. That's, all right. that's awesome. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about, about an action plan now, right? So we've, we've talked about our goals. We figured out our KPIs. We've got about a, an hour and a half. And I told you guys, this was a, a deep dive. This isn't going to be a quick short session. Um, are you guys good to keep going? Like, or, or do we feel like our, our mind is spent? Give me a good to go or a yes or a one. If you're with me and this is valuable and you feel like this is going to impact your life going into the new year. Okay, good, good, good. Blood sugar's crashing. Get chocolate or get a, get a bulletproof coffee or, or something to keep yourself rocking and rolling. Okay, so we, we talked about the big rocks, right? We talked about where are we at at the beginning of the year. We're clear on where we want to go by the end of the year. We know how many strategy sessions we need month by month to make that a reality. Now we need to think about how we're going to get the clients, right? Because we have to get that process in place to land clients on a consistent basis. I find there's, there's really only a finite number of ways to land clients. There's cold outreach, just buying a list of prospects, sending them targeted messaging in a strategic way, getting them to respond, getting them to say yes, getting them to schedule in on our calendar, right? And I think that at some level, we should all be doing cold outreach to build ourselves up, to become known within our space. From there, there's marketed lead generation, right? Eating our own dog food saying, okay, I'm going to run Facebook ads. I'm going to run Google ads. I'm going to get myself out in front of my ideal prospect. Um, And, you know, there's pros and cons to all of these. If you look at cold outreach, the pro is it's very low cost. um, And and it's something you can do quickly. 
The con is it's, you know, your, your authority from a cold outreach perspective is low. Like they might schedule with you, but they're going to, they're going to be kind of resistant, right? They're going to not be ready to buy preposition. Um, the pro with marketed lead generation, like running Facebook ads, which can work extremely well to fill your calendar, um, is it's, it's, it's something you can turn on, you can start spending money, you get highly leveraged. You're not doing a lot of work, you run a great ad, you get in front of your ideal prospect in your niche, you get them excited, and they, and they schedule in the con, of course, you have to have some budget, right? You gotta be able to spend 15, to, you know, $1,500 to $3,000 per month in front of your ideal prospects to make it bear uh, fruit. Uh, then there's inbound marketing, which is one of my favorites, putting out great content, putting out great webinars, putting out information in front of your ideal prospects that they find and they say, wow, that was great. I want to hire that person to, you know, do this stuff for me. And they come to you pre-positioned to buy. That's inbound marketing. You know, the benefit of inbound is that's the, the highest quality prospect, the lowest resistance is if they came to you. Um, the con is it takes a little bit of time, right? You're going to you got to plant those seeds. You got to put out that content. You got to develop your awareness within your your industry, um, and then it bears fruit. But it's it's it, there's a gestation period to it. Um, the next is associations and speaking. Right within any vertical that you might be thinking of working in, there's an industry association, um, and I, I find like, this is one of the greatest shortcuts to accelerate the growth within your agency. Find the association within your space, join it, get access to the list, start reaching out to the members, start putting on content for the webinars uh, or content for the, for the members. Um, find out when they congregate live and in person, be at those events. Um, and you can draft on affinity. You can really accelerate your growth through associations and speaking. Um, and the last is joint ventures, right? Finding people that are already selling to the people within your space, the people that already have the relationship, the people that already have the authority um, and getting them to introduce you to their prospect list. Now, in my mind, and this is a famous quote from Jay Abraham, um, you're only one joint venture away from a seven-figure digital marketing agency. There's been a number of members within our uh, seven-figure agency group that have grown multiple seven-figure agencies just by getting one really good strategic partner. You look at Jimmy Nicholas from uh, Jimmy Marketing who works within orthodontics. He's able to go to three and a half million dollars and actually sell his agency for a great profit. Um, you look at uh, Tristan um, Palmieri from uh, Cairo Revenue, aligned with one of the key strategy guys in the group uh, in the industry and, and grew to seven figures in a very, very short period of time. But again, there's lots of ways to land clients. What you want to do is find one that really fits what your strengths are, what your kind of um, path of least resistance is within your, your business. Foundationally, a couple things you want to get, Right. Going into 2021 to really start to fill the pipeline, the foundational things I want you to set up. You have to have a prospect list, right? You've chosen your niche, ideally. You need to get a list of the businesses in that industry, ideally that are doing over a million dollars per year in revenue that you can start to get in front of with email, with direct mail, with custom audiences, whether you're seeing you on YouTube, they're seeing you on Facebook. And then you want to whittle that down to a list of 100 dream prospects, the ones that you can really put some horsepower behind, right? If you've got 10,000 prospects on your list, you can only do so much. But if you choose 100 and you go after them in a really, really assertive way, custom videos, custom things in the mail, um, you can start to become very well known in their space. Join the association or associations within your niche. Make sure that you've got a CRM with all of those prospects 
details inside of it. Make sure you get a niche website that kind of positions you as the expert within the niche that you're in. Um, you've got a funnel, like a very basic funnel where somebody can raise their hand, schedule it on your calendar, get a warm-up series of emails, and then show up pre-positioned to buy. Um, and foundationally, you want to make sure that your personal profiles, like how you show up on Facebook, how you show up on LinkedIn, speaks to the niche that you're working in. Right? If you've got these foundational elements in place, you can really build upon that. Put foundation if you feel like there's some work that you need to do within the foundation of your business development strategy for your, in, for your agency. Some foundation work to do, good. Yeah, this stuff is in your workbook, so you've got access to kind of go back and dive into it deeper. The other thing you really want, I think the most powerful foundational piece you can have is case studies, right? Real examples of the results you've gotten for clients within your vertical, right? It's one thing to talk about knowing how to do internet marketing for a specific vertical. It's a very another thing to be able to say, hey, here's a client that we work with that's just like you. Here's the result that they've gotten. Here's the model that we use in order to get that result. Would you like us to do it for you? Right. I hope you can see that when you can start to develop case studies, you move from having to chase people to having people say, wow, they know exactly what to do. They're exactly who I should do business with and lean in to do business with you. I think that's one of the most productive advertising you can do on Facebook is to put your case studies out in front of your ideal prospects, get them to opt in for them, give them the value and let them kind of come to you pre-positioned to buy. Skip this. Ongoing activities, right? So, so as we kind of think about the activities that are going to move the needle within your agency, there's things you want to do daily. There's things that you need to do weekly and there's things that you want to do monthly. I'm giving the Cliff Notes versions here because I want you guys to have a clear idea of the key things you want to plug into and be doing to hit those KPIs that you set for yourself earlier. I think on a daily basis, whether it's you or a virtual assistant, you want to be reaching out to at least three prospects per day that are interested in potentially hiring your service. So whether it's a phone call, a personal message on Facebook, a text message, somebody that expresses some level of interest. Um, I think you want to connect with 25 prospects per day at a minimum, whether that's liking them on Facebook, connecting with them on LinkedIn, leaving them a voicemail, sending them a personal email, shooting a custom loom video and say, hey, you know, here's something I, I found on your website that I think we can help improve. Like if you touch that many people via phone, Facebook message, LinkedIn message, and other channels, do you believe you'll start to get to that KPI metric that you've set for yourself? Give me a yes. These daily activities, if you did nothing else, would absolutely move you to the potential of four to five new clients per month. No doubt, 100%. These are the fundamentals we're talking about at the beginning of today's session, right? There's all kinds of shiny objects. There's all kinds of cool, fancy things. It, do the fundamentals, right? Do this basic stuff and it will move you forward. Things you want to do weekly, in my mind, um, like if you're going after one vertical, you can choose one city that you're going to target. Like we don't have anybody in Orlando right now. Let's make a list of the Orlando prospects and let's say, hey, look, we're looking to work with just one chiropractor, one roofer, one plumbing company in Orlando. Here's what we've done for others. You know, would you like, like us to help you? From a positioning perspective, I think you want to do at least one video on your business page and on your personal profile per week. So like an information-based, 
Hey, here's, here's a tip on how to get your plumbing company ranked better. Hey, here's a tip on how to generate better results for your plumbing company via you know, Facebook ads, right? Just quick videos that would position you as the expert. They can also start to serve as inbound fodder for you. And then monthly, in my opinion, if you've read the book, which I think a lot of you have, if you've been through my other trainings, I'm a big believer that one webinar per month can drive your entire lead generation and positioning engine. Um, so conduct at least one webinar, syndicate it out on a different topic every month. That we've got a recent email your list. You're creating fresh new content that you can load to YouTube. You can load to iTunes. You can put on your blog. Um, one webinar per month will make you prolific, right? So can you commit to do one webinar per month and really syndicate it out? Um, and I'd encourage one podcast interview per month. Right? We all think of podcasts as like a super complicated thing. Reality is the most interesting podcast is an interview of somebody in your niche that's winning, right? So as an example, if you happen to work with roofing companies, if you showed up once a, once a month and interviewed a successful roofing company and asked them, you know, tell me about your business. How did you grow? What are you doing to market? All you did was ask a series of like four or five questions and recorded that via Zoom you would be putting up better content than all of the people within that space. And so while there's like an exponential amount of things you can do, if you can commit to do a couple of things daily, a couple of things weekly, and like one or two things monthly, you can be more authoritative than anybody else. You can have better content than anybody else within your space. Uh, and you can absolutely keep your calendar filled with prospects that are eager and interested in doing business with you. Is this helpful to kind of unpack some of these key activities that you want to put in on a consistent basis? Am I going too deep into the, into the weeds here? Or is this useful? Okay, good, good. Lots of goods, lots of usefuls. Good. The other thing is don't forget about your own advertising initiatives. Like we're digital marketing agencies. This is what we do. We help our clients tap into internet marketing, generate better lead flow and more, more sales and better opportunities. I'm amazed how many Digital marketing agencies don't eat their own dog food. So like run Google AdWords for yourself. So, I mean, there might not be a ton of search, but if someone's typing in plumbing marketing or internet marketing for plumbers, I want to show up for that. I want to show up for that in the paid results. And I want to capture that person that's interested. Put some budget towards AdWords, especially for that directional person that's looking for you. Absolutely have to have retargeting in place. If you're putting out content, if you're doing webinars, just pixel the people that get to your site. Make sure they see you on Facebook. Make sure they see you after they leave your site. Um, do your own SEO, right? Make sure that you're coming up organically when someone searches for internet marketing, SEO, pay-per-click within the niche that you happen to, to serve. And really just doing one webinar per month, loading it up to YouTube, adding it to your blog, having it transcribed will take you a very, very, very long ways towards having that rolled out. Uh, run Facebook ads for yourself, right? Just, this isn't as complicated as it seems, right? There's no magic targeting out there. Buy a list, get those emails, upload them as a custom audience into Facebook. Make sure you're emailing them, make sure you're calling them, make sure you're direct mailing them, and then make sure that you've got ads that are being served to them on Facebook so you can become omnipresent in their, in their world. And then think about direct mail for your ideal prospects. Right, for that dream list of prospects that you're like, man, I know if I could get their attention, they would love to work with me and I could get them a great return on investment. Um, 
drop something in the mail. People are getting tons of email. They're getting tons of personal messages. They're getting tons of Facebook comments, but they're not getting as much in the mail. And so this is a backdoor channel that you might not be fully tapping into. Think about exhibiting at the industry events. We found this to be one of the most effective plays. Um, less of it's happening in 2021 and so less of it happened in 2020, but I assure you there's gonna be events that happen in 2021 within your vertical. Like be at those events, go to the bar afterwards, have an exhibit. Like being face-to-face -face in front of your ideal prospects is, is a powerful, powerful strategy. <clears throat> How many of you guys could do some of these things or, or will do some of these things to, to fill that pipeline, right? Advertising and marketing for yourself in a vacuum is, is kind of hard. But if you know, I just need 17 strategy sessions per month. And if I can close 30%, I can be on the run rate that I'm after, right? If you know that target, you can build your marketing plan around it. Okay, good. Lots of yeses. Fantastic. And then I really want to encourage you to calendarize this process. I said at the beginning, your cash flow is going to follow your calendar. So if you take the time to figure out when you're going to do this stuff, it'll actually get done. So like predetermine in advance. If you're going to connect with 25 prospects per month personally, which I, I recommend not, I'll talk about how you like delegate this. But if you're going to do it, you need to carve out one day a week, all day to do it. Or you need to carve out you know, two hours per day throughout five days a week to get that work done. Um, batch content, right? I don't know about you, but trying to show up every day and shoot a video or once a week and shoot a video is hard, but shoot four videos at the beginning of the week is relatively simple, right? Determine when you're going to run your webinars, right? If you're going to do webinars once a month, is it the second, web, the second Thursday of every month? If you're going to do podcasts, when are you going to do that? I promise you, again, we talked about putting things on rails, if you think this through in advance and you say, okay, these are the dates for my webinars throughout the course of 2021. And you know what the topics are and you know who you're going to interview in advance. It's just a matter of showing up, right? It's a matter of showing up and executing the activity. And I really want you to think about like what you can delegate on this front, right? If you think about all the different things you're going to do, oops, VAs are relatively cost effective. I mean, once you're out of the struggle phase or the startup phase within your agency, one of the first things you want to do is hire an assistant that can do the move forward conversations, that can fill up your calendar, um, that can syndicate the content on your behalf so you're not doing it all yourself, right? There's only so much time in the day. Um, what can you delegate from this daily, weekly, monthly process? Um, Give me a help. I know I've been talking for, for a period of time here. Is it helpful to kind of think this stuff through? Type helpful, like literally type helpful in comments if you're still with me or if I'm droning on too long. Okay, good. Helpful's coming in. Fantastic. And, and really what this does, if you think about doing these basic things on a consistent basis, it's going to create a vortex of activity, right? If you're just connecting with 25 prospects per day, you're liking them on Facebook, you're liking them on LinkedIn, you're connecting with them on, link, on, on Instagram, now you're creating an audience that you can connect and, and they'll see your content. You're posting one video per month and loading it or per week and loading it up onto Facebook and putting it onto your profiles, putting it up on YouTube. You're going to start to create inbound fodder. Do one webinar per month. You're going to be shaking the database you're going to be creating people that schedule right into your calendar. You're going to be creating long form content that positions you differently than everybody else. Do one expert interview per month and you get that out to your database. People will start to affiliate you with those people you're interviewing, whether they're clients 
or not. And think of you as the go-to expert within your space. And then if you start layering ads on top of this, right? You're doing organic SEO. You're showing up in Google AdWords. You're showing up on their Facebook feed. Eventually you become omnipresent in your ideal prospects world. And that's what we're after, right? We want them to be seeing us on their newsfeed, in their inbox, in their mailbox, at their events, in a value-added way. Somebody that has value to bring and would be the no-brain choice to handle their internet marketing. You guys see how if you did this, you could create a vortex of activity that would really, really fill your calendar, that would really kind of separate you from the, from the pack? Yes or yes? No doubt. Absolutely. A great, great example of this. Um, and I want to share another live example here is um, Jim and Brian from Roofer, Roofing Marketers. Um, these guys were a generalist agency just two and a half years ago. They decided kind of based on the seven figure model, they're going to go after one niche roofing companies and they're going to go all in. And they like, we talk about that vortex of activity. You look these guys up, they've got the book, they've got the podcast, they do the webinars, they do the events. They're, they're all in. Uh, within their first year, they went from 45K to 31K in monthly recurring. Um, fast forward just this last month, they're over 80,000 in monthly recurring in less than a, a year and a half. I just want you to hear from them at one of the expos within the, the industry. Hey, Jim Aline. Brian Niebler. What's with Roof for Marketers. Hey, we're, we're really excited to be getting the award for the fastest growing agency uh, in the seven-figure agency. There's a lot of great companies in here. So it's, it's, it's really cool for us to, to have achieved what we have. And, you know, we've had a lot of, really this whole year, Brian came down to the, to the, the conference that you guys are sitting at uh, one year ago, right? So he came back and, and he told me, we got to do this. And it was worth all the time, every, worth every penny. Every penny. You gotta man. be, you gotta be at every intensity. Yep. For all of you that are there, I'm sure you've seen that already. Yeah, for sure. And so, there's so much great information, but what one thing that has helped us in in our growth is that we've just been able to take things and implement them. Right. The system is in place. We're not reinventing the wheel. We're not having to take months to create. Uh, a webinar strategy or things like that, we just take the webinar strategy and implement it, right? Just take it and implement it. So that has really been a, a, a driver of our growth um, is being able to do that. So we appreciate Josh, Jeff, appreciate everybody and all the great companies that we're in the mastermind with for giving us great tips and, and tricks on everything and uh, and really, really helping us create the growth that, uh, that, that allowed us to win this award. So... Thanks a lot, everyone. Hope you're having a good time. We're down here at the International Roofing Expo in Dallas, Texas. So, you know, get in on those trade associations and, and start attending the expos and, and get your brand out there. And hope, hope to see you guys soon. Awesome. I, lo I love these guys. And they're just continuing to grow and crush it. Looks like Josh has got the recap message <laughs> uh, that automatically went out asking if you attended and liked the webinar. So, cool. So, we uh, I want you guys to plan this out, right? Um, and we don't have the time and space to do this right now, but in your workbook, I ask you to think about what are the 12 webinars that you can run? If you pick this in advance and you calendarize this now, do you think you're more likely to run those webinars and actually get the results? Give me a one in comments if you're still with me and you can agree to like, just do this work now. 
No doubt. No doubt. 100%. Spend some time looking at the events that are happening within your, within your industry. Like, there's going to either be virtual events or there's going to be live events coming up in 2021. When are those events? Find out when they happen. Find out about, like, exhibiting at those events. It's a massive shortcut to grow your agency. And then I talk about kind of thinking about the big rocks, the things that make you money. There's things you want to make sure that you block out, right? You want to take time for family. Like, so plan your vacations in advance. If you don't take the time to pull out your calendar and say, these are the dates I'm going to take free time, free time won't happen. And if you don't have free time, if you don't take the fun, even when things are tough, you'll burn out and you'll grow stressed. So like in advance, sit with your significant others, sit with your spouse, sit with yourself and get clear, like, these are the trips I'm going to take this year um, to, to rejuvenate and to kind of get things back. Um, and then think about your key deliverables. What podcasts, what webinars, what things like that can you, can you work with? Also think about like, like what days do you need to carve out for family stuff, for learning? Like do this stuff in advance. Uh, when you do that, you're going you're gonna to succeed. So I've got a calendar here for you guys. Some of you guys are going to jump. I understand. Um, for those of you that are interested in the seven-figure agency coaching and mentorship, um, this is a no-pitch event. Uh, I'm going to wrap up the plan here, but if you want to stick around and hear about that, um, optional. I'll, I'll kind of walk you through what it is, when the events happen, kind of what you get, and how this can really help to accelerate your growth. Um, so for those of you that are wondering if that's going to be made available, I will be talking about it um, towards the end of this, this session. Um, but like, so if you use a counter like this, you can clearly see, all right, when am I going to do my webinars? When am I going to do my podcasts? What like personal training and development stuff am I going to do? When am I going to take some travel time? I promise if you take a little time at the beginning of the year, thinking this stuff out, um, you can really um, simplify your life and you can improve the probability of accomplishing the goals that you've set out for yourselves. So there's a link in here that says calendar-plan. Download that. This is homework for you. Go and calendarize this stuff for yourself. Make sure that you do a stress test, like just to say, okay, if this is the case, you know, will I feel good about that? Will I be able to get that done without feeling like my head is going to explode? Great example, kind of this whole process rolled all the way through is Brian Stearman from Lawn Care Marketing Mechanics. Um, he was a general agency, decided to focus on, on the lawn care, lawn care business, um, grew from 10K in monthly recurring. To, now he's over 100,000 in monthly recurring revenue. And one thing about Brian that is most impressive to me is that he's grown, but he's really created the time for the fun and the freedom. Uh, just in the last year, he's taken like week-long uh, like biking trips and things like that, which... Isn't this what it's all about? Um, the calendar link is at sevenfigureagency.com slash calendar plan. It's also linked to within your, within your workbook. So for the sake of time, I'm so, not going to play Brian's thing. So I want to give you guys some next actions here. Um, you've got your goals set, right? Tighten them up. Look at month by month. Are you comfortable with the targets you set? Can you really make that happen? Do you really believe you can make that a reality. Number two is to block those activities. Block your calendar out. Get comfortable when you're going to do that stuff. Make sure that you stress test and that you and that you modify. 
Jones says, hard as racing due to excitement of what can happen here. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. So here's what we've covered so far. We, we set clear goals and targets for 2021. I gave you a proven goal setting and achievement framework, which is around the setting the goals, pausing and reflecting. Um, we set specific targets broken down by quarter and month. Um, gave you the KPI, the main KPIs that you should be shooting for on a monthly basis. We looked at your business model and the things that you might need to change to make sure you're operating from a model that can, that can really grow and scale with you. Um, and we mapped out a plan that if followed will absolutely help to accelerate you to a million dollars in annual revenue over the next 12 to 24 months. Um, and we did it at, at literally no cost, right? I gave you some of my best ideas, my best resources um, on a scale from one to 10, on all honesty, like how would you rate the value you've gotten out of today's session? Just kind of give me some feedback here in comments. One, if it was terrible, 10, if you loved it and you feel like you got great, great value. Awesome. Good tens. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you guys. I, I appreciate it. Very, very good. Beautiful. So kind of in conclusion, before we, before we wrap up today's session, I appreciate all that feedback, guys. Um, there's a page in your workbook. And if you don't have the workbook, I want you to take out a notepad. Um, I want you to take out a notepad. I just want you to spend a minute just to make sure that you're really clear on your transition plan, right? We've spent two hours. We mapped out 2021. We've set our goals. We've set our targets. We kind of, you know, fleshed out a high-level plan. On the far left, if you, were, if you were to just make three columns on a worksheet, on the far left reality, just put in where you're at today, right? How many clients? How much recurring revenue? What's the reality in your business? I give you guys 30 seconds. Don't go too deep. Just kind of what's the reality of the situation? <clears throat> What does it look like? How many clients? How much recurring revenue? How much financial abundance? Now on the far right, <clears throat> I want you to look at the results. Results being over the next 12 months, you've set some goals out for yourself, right? And we've got it in this sales retention tracking sheet, but I just want you to write it down. What's the result you intend to accomplish between now and the end of 2021? How many clients? How much recurring revenue? You know, what does the team look like? Just, just real quick, what's the goal in terms of where you're going? <clears throat> and that's in the far right column. One's in comments, if you've got your current reality and the goal that you're shooting for between now and the end of the year, just put that one in comments so I know if I'm not going too fast. Give me a one if you're done. Like, otherwise, I see like three people out of 100 plus. Like, hopefully I haven't lost you to this level at this point in, the, in this session. Okay, good, good, good. We've seen the ones come in now. Thank you, guys. Now, the most important thing, and this is where I want you to spend a little time thinking, is in the middle, what's the roadblocks? 
knowing yourself, knowing kind of your past, knowing the things you've tried and succeeded at, the things that you've tried and have not accomplished, what are the roadblocks that you're going to have to uncover, right? The, the clearer you are on those roadblocks, the things that are preventing you from accomplishing that goal, the better, because you can figure out how to get around those roadblocks. You can figure out how to, you know, get past those obstacles. So what are the roadblocks that you're inevitably going to face that will prevent you potentially from hitting that goal? Could be not following through, could be not coming up with the topics, could be not, you know, getting the help that you need, could be any variety of things. Just like, what are some of those roadblocks? Awesome. Good, 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 good. Okay. So we, we, we've kind of come full circle here. We've got a plan for 2021, but we've also kind of got a gut check in terms of reality. You know, we know where we want to go, but we know there's going to be roadblocks. We know that there's going to be obstacles. Um, and the people that figure out how to get around those obstacles, the people that, you know, align themselves with resources to shortcut things that might take longer than necessary, the people that, you know, get help and support and people that have done what they're looking to do are going to be the ones that, that kind of help, you know, that kind of accomplish the plan that they set out for themselves. Um, I've said a couple of times before, you know, my mission at Seven Figure Agency is to help 100 digital marketing agencies go to seven figures over the next five years. Um, and I really believe that those of you that take what we've done today to heart, that like keep an eye on the goals and the objectives, hold yourself accountable and do the work are absolutely on track to make that happen and make that a reality in your life. So I want to thank you for taking the time. I want to thank you for your undivided attention. There's a hundred plus of us agencies on live, thinking about our business, thinking about our goals, setting our action plans in place. Um, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I hope you've got clear value out of today's session based on the, the tens that came in a couple minutes ago. I feel good about what we've delivered. Now, 